what is this? I thought there was already an episode out. Why is there two? Did Jumper Cables have a stroke? No. This is a long overdue apology. I uh, fell off for like, I don't know, a month, two months. Just more time than I'd like to admit between the schedule switches. And yeah, I thought I'd uh, hand out a little extra grin that meant to hand out this little extra, I don't know, a month or two ago. But too many feet kicking me in the dick. What can I do? Point is, is it's out now, so not only do you get this Megalobox preview, you also get the regularly scheduled broadcast something or other. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lots to listen to, so please enjoy. You're with that. Your regularly scheduled broadcast is being interrupted with uh, something that is part spur-of-the-moment fanboy something or other and part apology. (laughs) Beautiful combination. Yeah. (laughs) See, when we switched to the format, I kind of fell off of... Well, it was a combination of... I kind of fell off of my recordings uh lost it kind of lost a recording and ended up in a situation where I couldn't put the one episode I had out no while but that only accounts for one month the second <laughs> month was raw ass uh raw ass laziness let's just be honest <laughs> that'll do it <laughs> there was stuff going on but it doesn't take me that long to really work on these it would normally be um i'd usually devote a day somewhere between one and a half to four hours depending upon how much uh, i needed to edit into, sure. you know editing and compiling an episode so i could have done it i just didn't um Luckily, uh, Mike took over and has been getting his show out with uh, consistency. Yay! I like that. Good stuff. Good stuff. But, uh, yeah, so this isn't part of the official Otaku Connection sort of episode timeline. This will come out alongside of whatever episode happens to be coming out the month I decide to put this up. Excellent. Also, this isn't even part of the official count of episodes associated with the anime we're talking about. Uh, you can think of this as a preview of sorts, because I'm going to have us come back at this again. I haven't quite decided if we're going to watch some stuff prior to it or just come into it relatively raw. Um, but, uh Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. Let me see if I can figure out how many episodes of this. This. Three. Just three. Well, there's three out so far in total 13. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the next time we come back to this, we'll do the full uh, season. Excellent. Or series. I'm not sure how long they plan to take this. Well, depending on how well received it is, maybe that might encourage them to, I guess, make a second season. Eh, Possibly. But uh, what we're talking about, if you somehow manage to download this without reading or looking at anything, <laughs> is Megalobox. Yes. 
just yeah. that title that that title alone makes it very hard to guess what this anime is about. Well, yeah, because <laughs> it, it, it sounds like a kid's toy. It, it, it does. Like something you pick up at Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. But yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. That it had something like that, or some sort of like special. I don't know, not a lunchbox. I don't, yeah, yeah. But basically, like a, a special. Like, box. Yeah, it could be megalo box full of all kinds of megalo treats. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, yeah, lunchable. The megalo lunchable. This time, it doesn't come with ham or like this soggy time crackers. Twice as many things as your standard. Wait, wasn't there a something that came out that was trying to be like uh, lunchables are for people with tiny stomachs? This is this is for like like you hungry kids. You get yeah, this. but I, I can't yeah. remember what it was. Clearly, it didn't succeed. No, <laughs> not at all. You know, I don't think you can get much out of that. Also, I mean, yeah, a lunchable was not a lunch. Uh, uh, not at all. You, you, I needed to. You use the lunchable to replace the sandwich of your lunch. Yes. Well, I had to consume maybe one or two lunchables to actually be full. I mean, that, those things were. Yeah. There was pretty much nothing in there. You would need maybe two or three and a half, in my case, on account of I didn't eat the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Like, I, usually, I didn't like cheese back then. I usually would go for just the. It came with a Skittles or one Reese's Buttercup. Was oh yeah, side. the treat. I just go right for that. I, I mean, I would try and get creative with uh, stacking the sandwiches and the, with the crackers. And I mean, what I would do is I would like, you know, okay, I'm gonna mix it up today. I'm gonna have the ham on the outside, the crackers in the middle, and one slice of cheese to bring it all together. That, that's what I would it's do. Be a ham bun. <laughs> My hands felt moist with the ham juice, but it was delicious. <laughs> you ever like think you were being creative and actually come up with something idiotic? Like, <laughs> all right, ham bun, ham patty, <laughs> aka four slices of ham. <laughs> yeah. That's my childhood right there. Just coming up with stupid ideas, but it was delicious. Or you just throw out the crackers and it's like, this is the low carb option. (laughs) That's right. Before carbs and people were complaining about all that, before all that stuff, before carbs were the. That was back when you were supposed to have more carbs than anything else. That's true. Kids burn that stuff like crazy. Back when bread was at the most abundant part of the food pyramid. Back when bread was okay to eat. Yeah, that that pyramid has basically been set on fire and sent to hell. It really has. Oh, my. How do we even know how to segue this back into... Well, I can can say that um, I was... And I don't know if it's just because my brain's been stuck on food or the lack thereof recently due to stomach issues. But Mm -hmm. um, I noticed a, a significant lack of eating in this show. <laughs> At one point, Joe yeah. gets an apple and just crushes it in his hand. Does he fling it out the window to the, the kid? Cause I no. see it in the next scene, the kids eating it. Coincidentally, there was something about episode three and green apples because a kid, he's eating a different green apple. Cause he eats the whole thing. 
I think the reason why you thought he flung out the window is because they zoom in on the kid when he's got the core, because mm-hmm. he even eats that. That that child was hungry. Which apparently you can eat. Like I guess technically apples don't quite have cores. Like you know, it's not like a peach pit or anything like that. No. It's just the area around the seed is kind of rough. So, but it's edible. So. It's less the apple has a core and more it has a part that's fun to eat and a part that's awful. And when you're a street urchin, you'll eat anything. Mm-hmm. That is what you will do. Uh, um, but before we jump, I guess, like really far ahead like that, uh, um, maybe we should kind of break down what this anime is and maybe what it's in relation to. Because oh, yeah, I think that's a, that's a huge thing. That's probably going to be the basis for us talking about this. Um, I'll start mm-hmm. – actually – I'll start with what this show's about, and then you can lead us into our shared experience with the stuff involved, Excellent. because I think it starts with you. All right. Um, this is part of the Asha no Joe 50th anniversary project. Um, I don't know if it's the 50 years since the anime or the manga, but um, this show is... I think, like, without even having to look up and confirm it, it's it's a spiritual successor to Ashita no Joe. Um, even the look of it, mm-hmm. similar to what they did with a woman called Fujiko Mine, where it simultaneously looked like it belonged in the time period uh, it was sort of based on and now. This show has a similar look to it, similar designs. Um without any of the characters being like direct sort of point for point rips on characters from Ashtano Joe, you can tell who the Joe, the Ricky, mm-hmm. who the Danpei is, so on and so forth. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, as I said, spiritual successor to an anime called Ashtano Joe, which is a classic and a widely renowned and beloved anime in Japan. Very much so. Um, now, I believe that anime came out, was it the 70s, or was it even earlier than that? I, um, I, I think, because I, I get the timeline confused, because I'm pretty sure it's supposed to, it's supposed to take place like directly after World War II. Mm-hmm. Uh, the manga came out in 68, and the anime started in 71. So, yeah, early 70s. Uh, around there. Yeah, and... I completely agree with you on the the style and the look. I mean, they they did it perfectly. They they gave it the look, so it, it felt really familiar. If you are, had already watched Ashita no Joe, mm-hmm. but then it also seemed new too. Like it, it did a a good job of like mixing. Like I was reading something and one person was comparing it to um, the style to Samurai Chaplu Chaplu Chaplu. I can't. There's an element of that too, kind of in the designs. They like the character designs and proportions feel like a Mm -hmm. infusion of Champloo and Ashtano Joe, and I can feel a Champloo type vibe in the soundtrack. Yeah, so the music um, in the first episode, maybe I missed it, but I I don't think they had an opening in the very first episode. Did they? No. No. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what I thought. Yeah, and it's it's very like inner city mm-hmm. metal rock. I, I mean, I, I can't really well even rap. Like it was just like this nice yeah. 
like this great mix uh and and the, um the opening and the second one um they're really playing on the whole thing of what do you keep calling himself you know the junkyard dog or the junk dog or yeah, something like that the very much yeah like the very much we're just living um kind of in just like the junkyard just kind of like yeah. we're the ones pushed aside in the big city no one knows we're here but we're really you know that kind of thing it's, yeah it's um like that place isn't it's not even just like a it's not even like the hood it is <laughs> a literal junkyard that people have like pieced together things like mm-hmm. anything out there like there's no government water and power or government anything out there. Everything mm-hmm. there is literally something somebody built themselves, likely out of junk. Yeah. Another comparison, which I could see as well that people were making was the cowboy bebop in the look and just kind of, um, I guess the presentation as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, were you getting that same kind of vibe a little bit? I um, mean, <laughs> a little, there's kind of the, um, my, there's a, there's a odd element of, mundanity and Mm -hmm. the fantastic that happens with bebop that's also kind of happening here like you're what you're ultimately looking at are the day-to-day lives of the Mm -hmm. characters their day-to-day lives are just just center around things that are way more interesting than what we probably do for a living but they're treating these things very much like jobs like work like you know having to run errands for something you know, them yeah. going to find a powered exoskeleton, so what's his name, so <laughs> Joe can box in it, is as normal as us going out to get the groceries. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I love how all that's just kind of a part of the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and speaking speaking of that, I mean, this anime, I mean, since it's kind of a, a reimagining or spiritual successor of Ashitana Joe, it is a boxing anime. It is about mm-hmm. boxing, but it. Megalo boxing. Had, Let's it's Megalo, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Which sounds like boxing the, for supervillains. Right, right. The the vibe I really got for this movie, excuse me, that movie, um, uh, um, for anime was, um, the movie that came out where it was all about, uh, you controlled the, the robots and the robots were boxing. Um, Real Steel? Yeah. I, yeah. And I, I kept basically getting that. Sock and robots, yeah. the movie. <laughs> Pretty much. I kept getting that vibe. I mean, it had this, um, uh, like that movie in particular kind of, you know, they were all kind of living in the junkyard, you know, they're kind of just trying to, just trying to live day by day. And like, as you were saying, you know, the things that seem fantastical and just are really normal to them. And in that movie, it was like just normal to them as well. And it was all about kind of just, you know, trying to survive by moving up in the ranks. And, mm-hmm. um, I kind of got that same feeling in this anime as well. Uh, I really, really love how they're mixing the kind of futuristic robot stuff with just box with you know with the sport with like just mixing that up. Like, um, what's mm-hmm. another example? Um, uh, shoot, like mutant football on the Sega Genesis or something. Oh, mutant I, league. I mutant league, yeah. yeah. It was mutant league football and something else, but it was based on the cartoon. Really, just the the idea how everyone kind of has their own. Uh, their own favorite type of like exoskeleton suit they like to wear. Like for example, in episode three, there was this really big guy, and he, he his suit specialized in just like brute force, just raw power. Like, yeah, it was, yeah, it was a uh, yeah. That was kind of the interesting thing because I initially thought the suits were just a matter of like tears, 
Mm. Tier one is like the the basic sort of scrap bit of assisted power. Like the suit that um, Joe uses feels more like retrofitted construction mm-hmm. equipment. Right. Like yeah, you know, miners probably use that to haul rocks. And he was like, <laughs> he just sort of attached some boxing gloves to the end of it and was like, all right, let's do it. Um, the next set, like, had, it were, they were kind of like gauntlets with the um, frames on the outside, but they had like these engines on the shoulders that would kind of like fire off anytime someone was about to punch. Yeah. And um yeah, the the guy you're talking about had some like those. And then you have like tier three, which are like I don't know if they're bionic like super slick bionic casings like Jax from Mortal Kombat had mm-hmm. or if they're actual bionic arms. I don't think they're bionic arms because what they kept saying over and over again, and just everyone knows we're talking about, is basically Joe's rival. Um, and why he's even kind of trying to build, get the ranks up in the, the tournament so we can actually not turn, um, I guess, I guess it'll be a tournament or whatever they're calling it. Yeah. Um, uh, do you remember his name? I, I, I completely Yuri. forgot his name. Yuri. That's, that's who it was. Um, so Yuri, I don't think those are bionic arms. I think it's just a suit because remember in episode three, there was a suit very similar oh, to yeah. what he was wearing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the only difference is that that particular type of suit is like so advanced and so tightly like weaven into the person's, I guess, like body that, um, the upside to it is that, um, they were saying that your reflexes are off the chart. Like it, yeah. the, the suit is so close to you that you that can really interact with no it. No delay between yeah. action and execution. Cause you can, I think they do a couple of things to establish that there's a bit of a delay with what Joe's working with. Mm-hmm. And, but the downside to it is that it takes a huge strain on your body. Mm-hmm. And as they showed in episode three, Yuri, like the way he trains, I mean, it's intense. Like he, so basically, and also I think in episode one and a little bit of two, the woman that kind of basically is allowing him to train and fight in the, in the big tournament, and all that kind of stuff she was saying over and over again that you your body is basically you know the weapon because the the way that you train the way that the suit you're connected to the suit that it just everything's everything on the suit is catered to him Mm -hmm. and she seemed to be specifying you know you don't go in there and fight without without us telling you i thought that was just her being very possessive though it could be a matter of you know each time you use this thing it's effing dangerous well, it's dangerous, and it's probably costing us millions of dollars. We've that, invested, like, everything into you. That could be it as well. <laughs> yeah, because the, um, uh, when Joe made the comment, like, saying, yeah, she's got you on a short lease, doesn't she? Um, because I think it's um, that he, they probably have some sort of deal that she, they will take care of everything for him. He doesn't have to worry about life at all, but his body is, like, you know, they're betting everything on him. So if, if his body goes, that's a lot of money that they're going to lose. So I think that's why he just pretty much blindly was listening to her and following her, but still one exception. Oh yeah. It got to him. I mean, he's a fighter. He did, you know, deep down to the junkyard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
Oh, did he now? I mean, he just, he couldn't hold back. He had to fight as before he started calling himself Joe, the junk dog. I think that's yeah. what he kept calling well, himself. I think what they're uh, kind of implying is that the, they're very sort of similar spirits. They're, they're, mm. they're territorial. They're like wolves kind of like nipping at each other, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's that they have that, that fighter spirit. And I love, I love that so much, especially when the anime, when the, with a sports anime, I mean, it's shown incredibly well in the Baki anime. All of those people have strong fighting spirits and, you know, they hold, they have a lot of pride. And, and you know, if they are challenged in any way, they, it, they have to, they have to respond to it. And yeah. Um, in this case, because uh, there's, there's different ways to kind of depict that aspect of people, mm. and this show in Ashitano Joe really stood out because they were willing to address maybe what could be like a grimier element you might associate with uh, I don't know people who mm. fight and compete in like combat sports, mm-hmm. and this is, doesn't apply to everyone. Like, I think the type of character they like to focus on in shows like these are have kind of like a sportsman or artistic spirit based on what they're practicing. So mm. if they're like a boxer, then they're, they're very much the, the, the sportsman. They're kind of like Apollo where it's, it's, it's about the show and it's about, you know, what you can do improving yourself more than uh, necessarily beating the other guy. Whereas in the case of characters like Joe and Joe and Yuri, and mm-hmm. for that matter, there is they don't hide the fact that there's some enjoyment they get out of hurting other people. <laughs> they're, they're not necessarily cruel because they, you know they don't they don't go around hurting people who aren't asking for it. This is why right. they want to get into the ring and fight, and they don't just walk around picking fights with people. But they kind of hone in on that element and explore it in interesting ways in Ashitano Joe, and I think they're going to do that here. I want to say I saw a tiny bit of it with Yuri. Anytime like Joe realizes Yuri is about to like take it seriously is when you see him get that look of wide-eyed crazy. Oh, yeah. That was, oh, man, I love that. Because, I mean, I think he got that, um, Yuri got that look on his face simply because he wasn't expecting this he was expecting coming into this fight and just you know just knocking this grimy you know just street just per like you know this guy's a joke i, I can he's nothing that's why i'm going to use one arm and i can take him down and even though he did knock him down and he you know he joe got close he got a little too close well yeah he got he basically got to that point where if yuri was still kind of holding Mm-hmm. he said he was going to do, he would have gotten knocked out. He had to use oh, his yeah. arm. Oh, yeah. And Joe brought that up, which I thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's like he just said, you know, like, so now it's time to get now it's time to get serious, isn't it? Because he just, mm, man, that was one thing that I know it's like a, a spiritual successor to Ashitano Joe. But this version of Joe, he he's he's different in a lot in a lot of ways. But uh one thing that they both have in common is that that's that strong, strong fighting spirit of like they will not stay down. That is just not something they're going to do. And he got up 
Um, even though his coach kept telling him, stay down, you dummy, just stay down. This is ridiculous. Yeah. It's kind of funny because, like, the coach is really overemphasizing that <laughs> you <laughs> might fucking die. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't once. I mean, it wasn't twice. I mean, this guy was, like, saying, just He's stay down. it all through episodes two and three. And I think Joe even made a comment on that and, like, saying, like, you really don't think I can do this. Oh, no, like, that's not true. He said, oh, so you do believe I can do this. But, you know, in the beginning – he wanted him to keep losing on purpose, I think, yeah, keep throwing the matches. Basically, that's how the two of them were making, making their living. living. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's just, man, uh, I enjoyed seeing that. The only thing that bothered me a little bit about this uh, version of Joe is that at, he's kind of – his fighting style, I'm, I'm sure we'll see a, see it a bit more, and they explain, and they started to go a bit more in depth in episode three. Mm-hmm. But his fighting style is very different from Ashitano yeah, Joe. It's very very different. Yeah, it's kind of weird. He's uh, he seems to be more. His fighting style right now seems a lot more nondescript, just mm-hmm. other than it's direct and he yes. can handle himself. Whereas with Joe. What they established is that um, specifically with his, um, I think with using his left, I don't know if that was because he was left-handed or he just had a really strong jab, but uh, he had an odd amount of refinement to his punches. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just it wasn't just the fact that he could brawl; his punches were surprisingly sharp. Were, yeah. You know, they weren't the big wind-up things you see most people using in street fights. No, no. And also, Joe was able to take blows very well. Like, I mean, that was his whole thing. Like, he could he could tire them out. And just the, the, the sheer, like, amount of grit he would have would just terrify his his enemy. Like, they yep. just... Like, just like, oh, my God. Like, dude, I've hit He's you 30 times. What are you? <laughs> And he could just he could take the blows incredibly well, and he was always very good at like you were saying, you know, with those jabs and everything. Like he he was good at finding the the key moments where his 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 blow would be the most effective. He was very good at that. Yeah. While with this Joe, what I'm seeing, like you said, he's kind of he's very wild in his style. Like I mean, it kind of um, like the his trainer in the third episode was talking a bit more when he was trying to train him a little bit, like saying like you, you're focusing too much on trying to parry, yeah. like stop trying to move around, stop like get in there, in your hands, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's I'm gonna be really interested to see how his fighting style develops or what style he actually develops into mm-hmm. because right now it's it's very it, there's really not anything specific that i can see it's just he's all over the place yeah well i think they were starting to hint at something by the end of episode three and uh that he takes the guy with the uh heavy duty suit down with a counter Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i wonder if they're they're going to use that as the gateway to uh this take on joe also learning to cross counter yeah utilize the cross counter Hmm. Yeah. See, um, I, uh, one thing I noticed about this version of Joe is that he can't take blows very well. I mean, when well, he gets hit, he gets, mm, let me, let me uh, offer a counterpoint to that. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that it, it is megalobox. It's the fact that <laughs> they are yeah, hitting each true. other with like 
assisted with like the assistance of like powered armor, mm-hmm. but they're not like wearing any like armor to protect themselves and balance that out. All of these matches usually end within a couple of like usually end with one big hit or mm-hmm. two or three big hits. You're not going to be taking blows to the head and the body the same way they were in Ashtano Joe. That's yeah, that's primarily about because the they have mechs on them, and even then, Joe gets up more yeah. than anybody else. So, so actually, yeah, I mean, considering you bring that up, so so maybe Joe well, can take hits well. He then he can. I don't know if they're going to um, emphasize emphasize that as much here. Mm-hmm. Since like uh, matches are going to end here with fewer blows. That's true. So it. It really feels like the way these matches are going to progress are going to be focused or have to be focused very much on some sort of technique. Because mm-hmm. if you, I mean, as the big guy showed, you know, quite the big suit, I mean, one blow from that kind of thing and you're down. Um, but they, you did, they did start to show that, you know, the more jabs to his face, he couldn't take that very well. So he was kind of getting a little dizzy. He couldn't focus very well. And that's when his coach said, like, you know, just kind of get in there. And just start, you know, beating up on him directly, and he'll eventually just drop down because it's just you just can't take it. So I'm looking forward to seeing way more of that, and I think we're probably going to be seeing a whole bunch of that simply because, as I said earlier, there's there's going to be a whole bunch of different kinds of robot suits yeah. that people are going to be wearing. You know, like figure out the best ways to get them. Yeah, we already got a bit of like another element I think is going to make the fights uh, unique here and interesting with the uh, kid. The, the mm-hmm. I mean, they they pick up a whole group, but the kid that stands out is one that seems to be technically savvy. Yeah, uh, he points out that the the big power mech will like let off steam usually, or like wind up in one of the engines that's about to like fire a big shot off. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be technical elements like that, like that kid and the coach are going to be his ring, sort of like his uh, his ring crew. One of them's going to be advising the coach is going to be advising him on the boxing and the kid's going to be advising him on the megalo bit of it. I like that when the boxing doesn't hold out, it'll maybe be like his. uh, Yeah, his frame has some like weird crinking sound on the left. If you hit a, if you nail it with a hook, it might fall apart. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah, stuff like that. That's, that's what that's I think awesome. they're going to go for. Oh man, that's going to make an interesting dynamic. Oh god, that's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited where this is going to go. Uh, I like once again. I I hope it's going to be more episodes than thirteen episodes. From a story standpoint, I mean, what did you would you think of it? I mean, it's a pretty general. I mean, it's not really super complex story or anything like that. It's really just, no. you know, he you know he fought Yuri. Now he has to find some way to raise in the ranks to fight him again, kind of thing. It's very much hitting the I want to say the same points of Ashtano Joe because mm-hmm. uh, in the case of Joe, it was uh, him meeting uh, Riki Ishii in the uh, juvenile. I mean that that the, the, it was like a juvenile detention center. That was a prison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And yeah, he met Ricky. She got whooped and was like, "I gotta, I gotta get good. I gotta come back." That was, that was when he fucking took the mattress off his bed, put it against the wall, and started <laughs> punching it. <laughs> See, there it is. That, he's raw. There's that sheer grit again. He's just. Mm-hmm. 
Oof, man. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if you did it, Joe, but I, I know I did it. <laughs> I don't think I went that far, but I'm not surprised well, that you did that. Was, not one it bit. It wasn't quite the mattress off my bed. I was sleeping on a mat on the floor at the time, so I just, like, set it up and put it against the wall. Hey, man. Exercise. I mean, when you, you just, you gotta, you gotta improvise. Whatever's around you, you gotta turn that into. <laughs> yeah, that, that fucking, that, that shit got it. This is how I knew Megalobox was super good is because it set off that same feeling. Got it's, this, this anime got its hooks in me the exact same way after episode one. The moment I finished it, I was like, all right, all right, I gotta, I gotta, I need a punching bag. I gotta hit something. Ah! <laughs> Because <laughs> what I'm sleeping on now is too... It, it doesn't stand up, and it's too thin to hit anyway. Um, I got a little... I've got a fake sort of... It, it's it's like one of those kid-sized punching bags. Uh, one of those, I hung it on the... Uh, I got the, one of those doorway pull-up bars. I just kind of hung it on there. It worked for now, but I got to find something a bit better. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah you i can because i know I can... like anytime anytime i watch an episode especially if it's like a good as hell episode i'm gonna be like ah, i gotta hit something <laughs> yeah well while you're getting that feeling i'm getting the feeling i gotta i gotta build i gotta build my own mechanical exoskeleton here i, I got I need yeah this. i want one of those <laughs> yeah i want one of those man i mean it's it's not like they don't exist. I mean, they do exist now. I think like the military is actually starting to, yeah. to use them a bit more. Yeah, it's kind of funny that it's it works backwards in this world in that um, I think among the reasons why uh, What's-Her-Face, who's like a clear X before another character in Ashtano Joe, like they damn near look the same. <laughs> yeah. I thought she was going to be like her descendant or something. But um, uh, she was... Uh, on top of mentioning that, like, you know, boxing's just like an outlet for the people and an outlet for the fighters. I think she was also mentioning that the that technology they use for the for the fights is kind of like going to be the way of the future. And I think she, she may have mentioned military applications, but it seems like they're using Megalobox to test this kind of tech. Rather than yeah. what usually happens, which is the military does it first, and then they kind of make a more mainstream version of whatever. Even more reason why she did not want anything to happen to Yuri, because yep. he is the test case. Because, like he is. Yeah, what yeah. he's using is literally the cutting edge. Yep. Yeah. So. I mean, if he, in some stupid underground fight, gets messed up or something, that's just gonna. Sh- that's going to backfire on her and she might get funding pulled or, you know, all that kind of stuff. So she, yeah, she needs to make sure he's in perfect condition. Um, and, I, and it's funny too, cause they kind of showed that a tiny bit. I think it was an episode two where she, where Yuri was at her house and she just kind of like, like said, like, don't you ever go do that again or something. We can't afford for it, you know, for you to mess up or something to happen to you. And she kind of, it was a little weird. She kind of like gently caressed his, um, like his body or something. Like I think it was his chest or something like that. And I mean, that one, 
little moment right there was just showing that it wasn't any type of weird love connection thing. It was more her showing how important his body yeah, is. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking she probably made him put on a gimp suit after that. <laughs> yeah. Probably, you know, probably tied him to a to, to like a to like some some stakes or some shit like that and busted the riding crop out. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they did that scene. Did to punish kinda, him, Joe. Oh well, no, I bet she did punish him, and I and I bet he took it just fine. He just you know, yes, master's master. That's literally what he says to her. <laughs> yeah, it's it true. <laughs> so, man. Uh, I think he's basically he'll do anything for her, anything that she says. That's the vibe I'm getting. Um, he maybe throw a fight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if there was a physical leash, it would be around his neck, and she would be holding it. It, it might be there. There might be a collar on underneath that turtleneck. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because he gets a, sl- a slight shock every time he disobeys. You know, he just probably gets off on it. Who knows? We don't know. Yeah, yeah. They they, they hook the arms to it. <laughs> so <laughs> Good she, uses, she uses it to correct him during training. Oh, that is a mighty correction. Oh, my. I do declare. <laughs> the vapors. So what did you think of this version of Joe's personality in general compared to the one in Ashita no Joe. Um, Say that he's definitely not as much of a dirtbag as Joe Yabuki was. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was... Well, I mean, yeah, I think they're both sort of like orphans having to rely on themselves. Yep. Um, yeah. I think this take on Joe might be a bit older also. Mm. He looks that way. Yeah, he he looks a bit, he looks like an adult, not uh, full grown. Like, I could see him, maybe he's in like his early 20s. Yeah, but but if they said he was like 18 or 19, I could buy that. He definitely looked at um, his attitude towards life was very much, excuse me, was very much seasoned than Joe Yabuki. Mm-hmm. It was very much so like, uh, you know, I have, I have, I have a rough life and I can't depend on anyone. So I, you know, and he, he also kind of showed that too. I think it was in the very first episode where, you know, his motor, his bike kind of got thrown down a freeway or something. He is constantly ruining that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there a comment that, um, the guy who fixed it up for him said, like, he just, he was like, I feel Man, bad for just, your bike. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> I feel bad for the bike. You just keep breaking it over and over it's again. Like, that bike is the only thing that's like more – one, it's more junk than bike at this point. <laughs> and two, it's like the one thing that's more scrap than his his frame. Very much so. Um, but just – but just like going back to that earlier scene with the motorcycle, how it kind of slid and the woman said, you know, I, you know, just call this number and I'll reimburse you. And he just immediately did not, you know, like, get this no. shit out my face. Yeah. I don't need this. I don't need your charity. That's yeah. He's got basically. the same kind of pride. Mm-hmm. He's a lot, a lot of pride. And it just, he, he shows it 
all the time. Uh, I mean, it's just. But, um, I'd yeah. say this take on Joe more than the uh, previous one is much less of a dick about it. Mm. <laughs> like uh, you didn't, we didn't see it as much because uh, our initial experience with Ashton and Joe was through the compilation films. Right. Yeah. It takes a while before. Joe gets on board with uh, his coach. Uh, Joe Yabuki gets on board with his coach and decides to do any, literally anything he says in the actual series. It, it, it's a it's a process. Like there's episodes of the coach wandering around chasing Joe and Joe just assaulting the coach repeatedly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there's the bit of Joe standing trial and the coach trying to show up in his favor and then Joe literally throwing the trial just to spite the coach. Like it goes quite a long way before he finally starts to play ball, so to speak. Um, there's, there's also um, that same type of thing happens in this one too. I mean, you can, I think it's the first and second episode. He doesn't have the earpiece. So he throws the earpiece in the first one and the second one, he's not even wearing the earpiece. Oh, yeah. So well, he's I like, mean, he, he gives the coach some business here, but like, one, him and the coach actually know each other here, and two, he's got reason to distrust and be angry with him because all he mm-hmm. does is set him up for fixed fights. Right. But he, he jumps true. on board a lot quicker. Which is why both why I think this is an older this is an older character, mm. and he kind of he has an idea of what he wants to do. He just was unsure if it was even possible. Yeah, and I think he that turnaround you're talking about. Um, I think that showed very clearly in the that final fight at the end of episode three, mm. where he pretty much just straight up asked you know asked him. What should I do now, coach? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, he just, you know, like, cause I, I think at that point he realized, I mean, you know, even at the very, very end of that episode with the kid, then he says, where are you going? You're coming along with us now. Mm-hmm. He could see the importance of that kid's technical know-how mm-hmm. and what, and, and also his trainer, even though like you had been ignoring him earlier, he knows in order for him to truly go up in the ranks, he's going to have to listen to these people. So, I mean, he, he needs them. Um, and I think he was even surprised himself earlier on in that episode when he was training with, um, with him and he, um, he knocked him with the pad on his face. And like, he looked at, if he saw Joe's face, he was kind of shocked for a second. It's like, Oh my God, you hit me. It's like, what the hell? How did you do that? Yeah. I call hacks. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, it's not hacks, you idiot. You drop your hands. (laughs) That's, that's right. So like. I think with the, the, you know, the, the version of Joe and Ashitana Joe, like that one, you're right. He would, he was a bit more younger, a bit more stubborn. He probably would have, it, it took him longer. More nihilistic yeah. too. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I know what I'm doing. This one, it's more like, I know what I'm doing. Whoa, whoa, hang on here. Uh, I think I might be doing this wrong. What should I do now? Maybe I can, maybe I can do something else. Whereas mm-hmm. when you meet Joe Yabuki, he's very much just kind of going through things listlessly. Like, yeah. you know, the, you know, his, he, he's just, I don't know if it's content to live the life of the life of a drifter so much as I don't think he believed he could live in any other way. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, it's not until the coach kind of put puts boxing in front of him and he starts to see results that, you know, he starts th- he starts thinking the way Joe of Megalobox does. Albeit when Joe Yabuki starts thinking about this, he's a bit more optimistic. 
Right. It almost seems like this Joe kind of already had a path that he created for himself while the other Joe, like you were saying, yeah. he was a drifter. He was an orphan. He had no real purpose or idea of what his life could or should be. Yeah. So that's why maybe he was hesitant to believe. And, you know, that boxing I, we we talking about, I, I don't, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, the Joe of Megalobox kind of starts a bit later in the journey, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. Yeah, I like that. Because, well, I mean, cause uh, it's not to say that what happened with Joe Yubuki wasn't of interest to me. Uh, the big thing was, you know, I knew Ashtano Joe as the boxing anime that came before Ippo. Right. <laughs> so I went into it wanting to get straight to the boxing. Specifically, I'd already watched the compilation film, so I was just looking for the fights that weren't in mm. in the compilation film or got shortened. Um, so, you know, when they're getting into a, a lot of the dramatic and social stuff, I was kind of tuning out, even though that's what probably hooked a lot of people in Japan. Especially right. people watching, you know, watching or reading Ashtano Joe that lived through post World War II, which was, mm. from what I hear, basically looked like that restricted area in Megalobox. <laughs> right, right. No, I, I think that's I think that's another reason why Ashitano Joe, when it came out, was such a huge. I mean, it was a huge deal. It's because, like you were saying, the the era that it took place in, the time period, people were able to relate, and you know, just the character himself. You were, you know, was, you could connect yeah, with he, them. Like I don't know, I can't confirm this completely, but I feel like he kind of he's kind of like embodying the just all the bad feelings of post World mm. War Two Japan. Yeah, yeah. It's like mad, dejected, not sure where to go or what to do. And they considering what happened. <laughs> that feeling, yeah, I don't blame them. Yeah. That, uh, that, that bomb was pretty heinous. Well, those, those bombs were pretty heinous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were <laughs> uh, well, not one. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, so do you feel like that this Joe... I don't, I don't. I can't see it with it with this one at least. He's going to have a love interest. I just don't see well, that. Joe, uh, have, we, Joe Yabuki didn't have a love interest. He was like, right. That's true. It's like he knew he was too screwed up. <laughs> 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 I suppose they could. I don't imagine they're going to mm. go that route here. No. Yeah, I think you're right. I think this type of character is always going to be kind of a solo character. He just, well, I mean, the the whole the, the journey of not even just Joe Yabuki, but like a lot of the characters in Ashtano Joe, it would be made infinitely too brutal if they had love interests. So Right. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, Ashtano Joe goes to some really grim, dark places. Like, if you thought they were hitting you a little hard in Rocky Five. That's 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 chump change compared <laughs> to some of the shit that goes on in Ashtano Joe. I um yeah, it's like both of us have seen the compilation films, but I also uh, watched the not all but most of the second season of Ashtano or the second series, I should say, of Ashtano Joe on uh, Hulu. And yeah, it's like. 
for all the grim stuff we saw in that movie, Joe, mm-hmm. you get into like the finer details of it, the the individual episodes. That show is heavy. Yeah, it. That's that's it, a show you probably need to take breaks from, because because Lord. Yeah, no, it's. Ooh, it's intense. That is probably one of, I mean, next to Grave of the Fireflies, which I refuse to ever watch again. Me too. Yeah, I'm scared yeah, of that movie. But, I, yeah, man, never again. Um, oh, oh, you said again. See, I'm never watching it, period. <laughs> Good. Um, I, no. It, it, yeah, I, if you want to see a grown man cry, there you go. I, I cry over less, so no. Well, this won't even be tears. This won't. Those you'll need a bucket. Well, uh, well therein lies the problem because uh, this movie, that movie, would probably drag the emotional mm-hmm. spectrum out of me because I'd probably also get angry and spike whatever I was oh, watching yeah. it on. Oh, I, yeah, I would not blame you at all with that particular movie. That movie should be banned. <laughs> it's, it's that bad. Should Good be Lord. used for cacophonic torture. <laughs> that's right exactly just ugh, god oh man but let me see so i mean between the two characters uh i mean of course we need to see more i mean it's only been three episodes so we i'm sure we'll see more of his development personality wise and his, his style wise and stuff but i'm really curious to how each episode is going to play out do you feel like it's, it's going to be you know him just each episode five fighting against another person to kind of move up or they, what do you think they're going to focus on? They could do that. They, I think they established that um, he's only got three months to work his way up, which is to say, and, mm-hmm. and, and even more than that, um, they established he basically got time for five fights. Right. Yeah. So he's got yeah. to work his way into the top four from five fights. So he's got to move fast. Uh, that's a, that's quick. And they did kind of, preview two other fighters the one that yuri is actually going to have to fight uh, um yeah, spider enrique or something mm-hmm. and then there was the other guy they like very very briefly sh- uh a uh, show on the tv oh, yeah. um he had like he had like spikes on the top of the, the his shark like, the shoulders mm-hmm. there you go him yeah so yeah, who's only low ranked because he likes to cheat and like get himself disqualified because he's a sadist. <laughs> See, that, that's the kind of people he's going to have to deal with. So this this is, ooh, this is going to be interesting. This is, um, oh man, what's a uh, blood sport? That's what that's yeah. what this is reminding. Me of. That, that's what this is. This is definitely yep. a blood sport. I like, yeah. I mean, we even get the shots of bloody mouthpieces being put back in when characters get up. Oh, Lord. Yeah. When he got hit, I mean, right there, that is showing how powerful these suits are. I mean, it's just when he got hit, he didn't get get hit. He got like, he, ooh, there was blood everywhere. Oh, yeah. And he's just, oh, man. So I, I, I applaud that boy for getting back up after that. I mean, I would have listened to my coach and just, I would have stayed my, I would have stayed down. I mean, just surprised some teeth didn't fly out on the on the ground as well. Yeah, just, maybe humans are just better built in this timeline. <laughs> I guess so, because he got smacked hard. Yep. Mm. And I love how with each episode, <laughs> it's gonna be funny to see how his face looks after 13 episodes. He just keeps getting 
his face diced up by everything. Doesn't it seem like he's collecting scars? <laughs> it does. It does look like that. Oh, he's, just, he's, if he's not careful, he's going to end up looking like his face is going to look like Baki's body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, so he has one on his, his cheek, his one top of his nose. He has. Yeah, um, and then he got that one that looks like that has like a J shape from. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Oh man, he's got the mark, the mark on him. He's got the mark, and he's got the hunger. He needs to. Yeah. Ooh, man. Hungry like the wolf. I, I like or the dog. Um, I, I liked how he told his coach, uh, like his mind was a hundred percent focused on what do I got to do to make it to Yuri. And like he was just saying, I don't worry about that right now. Don't worry about him. We need to get you from rank two hundred and seventy one to four. <laughs> so, yeah, within you know, within within three, three months, months you looted yeah. him. I mean, really yeah. that's that's the only thing the coach has to focus on because um the creepy ass Yakuza dude he's indebted to oh, yeah, really telling him, you know, we'll call it square mm-hmm. if you make it to Mech. Megalonia, which was the big tournament. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah, uh, I like how that. Yeah, I, 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 I like his intimidation tactic. Yeah, <laughs> to get talk about talk. Well, I mean, to talk about before that when he's like, you know, you know, you know how much uh, stock you can make from this many pounds of I don't know deer or whatever. Yeah. And he turns to yeah. the coach. He's like, so how much do you weigh? <laughs> yeah, like, okay. As yeah. as someone is being beaten to death in the background, <laughs> I liked how he always had a smile on his face. Like he was just God. That guy was evil. Yeah. So I mean, it's pretty much life or death in this situation for that guy at this point. He has to win. Um. Yeah. Or else he's kind of done. Oh man. Well, as a coach, I. I really liked him a lot. I mean, when he was training, training Joe, I mean, he knew his stuff. Like yeah. he knew his stuff very well. Well, yeah. Um, once he was actually devoted to doing something besides swindling money, he was pretty. Good. <laughs> Clearly, he had some sort of, um, like, yeah, I think some sort of background as a maybe a boxer. Who knows? Yeah, I think very similar to uh, Don Pei, the uh, coach in Ashtano Joe. Mm-hmm. He's got. There's there's some background in boxing, but probably in this case, probably specifically uh, megalo megalo boxing. It's probably got something to do with why he keeps talking about <laughs> you're gonna get killed. Right? Yeah. No, absolutely. So it's yeah. I'm I I'm very very excited for this. Um, I I know this is for the 50th anniversary. Is this were they going to release like a a movie or a remaster? Did they say anything about that? Uh, or I'm hoping so. I think Discotech Media recently uh, got the license to the uh, to the compilation film. Oh, beautiful! So there's going to be there should be a re-release of that. Hold on, let me look it up actually. Yeah, because I would love for this anime. It is old, but I I feel like it's classic. It's though. good. It's it's classic, yeah. That's I mean, it's just one of those animes that you you gotta see. Just you gotta watch it, just for, so you can appreciate it. Just just be aware of it. I mean, there's a it's yeah, it's really good stuff. And 
It's right. It's, it's it's pretty much rocky. Yeah, it's informed a lot, and I think oh yeah, in one way or another, it's 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 a very similar story to Rocky. Come to think of it, it predates it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Gotta wonder if well, they probably weren't even aware of that anime. But I, I'm not sure if either was aware of each other at the time, but. Anything boxing related has probably been influenced by one or both since. Mm-hmm. For sure. So yeah, um, that's all I can think of for this show. I mean, I I like the fact that they are introducing that kid. I kind of want to know more about his backstory and what's his deal and mm-hmm. you know why. He, um, I mean, they did hint a little bit about his past and his, and his hat. There was a picture of his, I guess, his mom and his dad. Yeah, I imagine so, that's his family. Yeah, so clearly there was something going on there. Maybe his his dad or mom were really, you know, maybe mechanics or something. They built the suits or something like that. I'm assuming it's something like that. Yeah, maybe so. they worked on the mechanical end of it to some degree. I feel like throughout the next few episodes, they'll probably slowly unfold his backstory and just kind of. You know, just every once in a while, maybe do a quick flashback or some sort of thing. I mean, do you, do you think they're going to do that? Like kind of expose more? I um, I can't see why they wouldn't. Mm. I mean, since uh, he seems to be a clear part of the team, they're going to have to build up how he knows this stuff. So, yeah, because he knows a lot. Um, yeah, I think that's all I got for um, anything else. I mean. God, yeah, don't worry about this. trying to get in everything because we're going to come back mm-hmm. to this once the show, once the series is done. Oh, good. But uh, so yeah, good. Discotech Media has got it, and they're planning to do a Blu-ray release. Oh, nice. That means it's going to be probably behind-the-scenes stuff or extra content. Or okay, oh, that I'm is hoping awesome. So I'm hoping for as much as much as they can give. I'm hoping mm-hmm. they because uh, I don't think they released the second compilation film. I only saw it because you imported it. Right, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if they released it or not, because they released uh, the first one under the name Champion Joe. Um, let's see. started streaming. Yeah, the uh, second TV series is being streamed as Champion Joe 2 on, uh, mm, on Crunchyroll okay. right now. I don't know if it's still on uh, Hulu or not. But Crunchyroll, you can watch stuff without a subscription if you don't mind all the commercials. Actually, no. Um, so apparently this may change with each um, week, but episode one and two are free. But the third episode, in order to watch it, you have to be signed up for the trial. Ooh. Yeah, oh, I thought damn. that was that was not cool. I didn't. I did not like that. Suck. <laughs> and if you're thinking you can get around it by using VRV thing, um, no, you cannot. You can watch Crunchyroll stuff in there, but you, they're still going to lock you out for that third episode. Um, it is being simulcast thing, simulcast thing. So I don't know if they're doing the lock with every you know upcoming episode. But as of right now, which sucks, you cannot watch the third episode unless you sign up for uh, the, the trial. So Hold on. I've got Verve. Let me see. Hold up. All right. Well, my Verve subscription is working. Um, so 
if you want to stick it to Crunchyroll, sort of, <laughs> but yeah. still have access to a decent chunk of their catalog. There's a service called Verve, VRV, that uh, has a bunch of different streaming networks attached to it. Uh, I use it because it has both Crunchyroll and Funimation attached. Now, again, mm. it doesn't have everything. Like, they only recently... Crunchyroll only recently got the Airmaster episodes on here. But, uh, you know, they have some other stuff on here as well. They got uh, uh, some channel called Mondo, which I watched uh, Last Man on. Um, they've got, like, Nerdist, Rooster Teeth, uh, Shudder, if you're in the horror movies and stuff. It's a nice collection of stuff. I just haven't really explored it. I primarily use it to watch anime. Yeah, no, it's a good service. Um, uh, the the show I do like on there is um, it's basically Adventure Time, but in space. I can always forget the name. I think I've I can't seen, remember that. I think I've seen like screenshots and stuff. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's really good for that too. But then again, I mean, you can watch these shows on YouTube, but once again, you're getting a deal because like you pay for that one, like you said, that subscription, and then you get access to all that stuff. So yeah. it's I, that's I think that's where there's the upside to it. Um, the only thing that really just drives me nuts about Crunchyroll, they're an awesome site. They have so much amazing anime. The only problem is they only have new anime. They rarely have old licensed stuff. Like it's just it's, yeah. Ugh. You can find a surprising. I mean that that. It's growing, like Ashtano Joe's on there now. Um, you can find a surprising amount of older stuff on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you can. Another place with old stuff is uh, it's called High Dive, and I think it's specifically the streaming network for Sentai Filmworks. Mm. Uh, they have exclusive rights to an anime called Legend of Galactic Heroes. You might like, Joe. I had not heard of that. So basically, remember how we were watching uh, the Macross um, animes and you were saying, you know, I'd kind of like this if it were a bit more focused on the war and the political things and all that. Yeah. Uh, So you know how Gundam is less, you know, human stuff and more war stuff? Yeah. Go further in that direction, and you're at Legend of Galactic Heroes. All right, maybe I need to check that out then. <laughs> that sounds like it's something I might like a lot. Yeah, um, I've been trying to. I've been trying to find time to read the novels that they're based on. I started reading one before. the The problem is, is like um, I got it from the library, and they're like, "Okay, mm. you got a month. Someone else wants it now." And it's like I barely started reading. <laughs> I can't read this fast. <laughs> I couldn't read. I I could maybe read that thing in a month if it's it was all I did, but I yeah, got, I got school, work, and babysitting to contend to contend with. So it's kind of hard yeah. to find time. No, I understand you on that one. Um, I think another reason why they have Ashita no Joe on Crunchyroll right now is simply because of you know the new anime that's related yeah. to it. So it's a oh. couple of things. It's the I mean, I think they all have to do with that 50th anniversary project. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's uh, likely a combination of having something Ashtano Joe related 
next to Megalobox, so yeah. you can like look at the source material. But yeah, also because of Discotech Media, I think they have some sort of. I think they've got a couple of licenses out because a lot of their material is not just on Crunchyroll. Like I also see a couple of things on Crackle, like uh, the Street Fighter Two animated movie is on there, and one of the uh, Urusei Yatsura films is on there too, which they also have. I'm gonna have us watch that one, by the way. <laughs> It's the second movie. Yeah. It's super. Yeah, I, I was just about to mention Crackle as well. Crackle has a lot of anime. Like, there's a lot of anime on it's, there. It's a bit surprising. Um, yeah. Uh, and then also, too, I mean, this, I, I guess anime in the past few years has had this explosion of popularity, but well, Netflix. Streaming. Streaming, yeah. Netflix is just going nuts with the anime. I mean, like, oh, they come yeah. out. They're trying, their, their approach is uh, snagging exclusives. Yeah, good lord. They have so many exclusives now. Uh, it's either exclusives or they're remaking classic animes um, and then uh, getting all the rights to it. Both in the case of Devilman Cry, baby. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, they're, they're gobbling up a lot of old licenses and they're just so many exclusives. Mm-hmm. So that's a place to look to. Um, Hulu, you mentioned before, uh, I don't know. People use it like iTunes has a lot of a lot of anime. This is a lot of. I mean, just about almost all, all of the big anime companies like Funimation. You had mentioned they have their own streaming their service. Own streaming services. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, everyone is jumping on board the streaming thing. So it's, it's yeah. There's there is so much anime everywhere. Yeah. It's kind of hard to keep up. I'm sort of torn on High Dive. Mm. I don't know if I can justify another five bucks. For right. an, for anime, but I want to support them because mm. they they've also got some tokusatsu streaming on their network. You got a lot. They got Garo. Garo is one of the well, best ones. Are they a smaller, I guess, uh, um, streaming server? Like kind of their own thing, or yeah, they're, they're their own thing. Um, okay. Not owned by a bigger company or something. Well, no, it's specifically the streaming company of, uh, I think it's the streaming company of Sentai Filmworks. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. All right. So, man, everyone's got their own. We should make our own streaming network. <laughs> I don't know what would be on there, but, I mean, everyone's doing it these days. We don't so. have money for licenses. <laughs> Maybe it would be really nice. We'd have to make our own. <laughs> Say, no, we will treat your property with the utmost of respect if you grant us that license for the next 15 years. <laughs> are you on board? Get out of here. It's like, most of, it's like none of these are actual animes. Most of these are just like <laughs> audio dramas. And it's not even <laughs> the actual audio dramas. They just like redid the voices themselves. Yeah. That's right. That's They're right. awkward because like a lot of these have female characters and none of them are women. Right. That's right. That's right. Oh man. Why does Oscar sound like a man? That doesn't something's not right about that. Uh, Why does the show since, keep stopping so one of the hosts can say he hates her? That's right. He just did a monologue. 
Uh, just you know, three hours just talking about why he hates her with a passion, and it's just that Holy this makes no hour. sense. I don't like this. <laughs> uh, oh uh, man, um, yeah. yeah, we should get to recommendations. Sounds good. Um, I'll go first then. Uh, so obviously, uh, Lionel had mentioned it on Crunchyroll. Go watch Ashita no Joe. <laughs> Just check it out. I mean, like, if you really enjoy this, then you will probably enjoy the source material even more. So you might have to, um, when you're looking for it, uh, put in Champion Joe. That's how it yeah. got. It got uh, licensed in some places as Champion Joe, or mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe if you're in like Italy or something, Rocky Joe. <laughs> Well, pretty much. Uh, um, but also make sure if you watch it all the way through to have a tissue box next to you because you will oh, need it. Oh, yeah. You're going to – you might want to buy a couple of boxes. Yeah. It's not get... even like it saves all the tragedy up to the end. No. They, they pepper that out pretty no, well. No, no. No, and it's it's pretty bad. Uh, yeah. It's just – so – that, um, Hajime no Ippo, absolutely check that out too. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's a, that's a good one. Um, uh, Baki, so, uh, Baki, um, Ippo, I love Ippo. He's the guy's, he's so great. How old is he? Is he, he young or is old? Like, he's like fresh out of high school. Fresh out of high school. Okay. Like, I think he's yeah. still in high school when he starts training, but, uh, mm. I remember there's a scene where he's talking to a guidance counselor. And he's like, oh, what are you going to do? What school are you going to go to? And he's like, I think I'm going to box for a while. And it's like, what the <laughs> All right. Are you crazy? <laughs> You've oh, got man. perfect grades. <laughs> that is kind of funny that he went that direction. It's like, um, cooler. Um, Let me see here. What else? Uh, I would say... I, I guess you could kind of say it would, it's not really a sports anime, but you know, Outlaw Star, why not? These <laughs> spaceships punching each other. That's cool. It's kind of, it's kind of like boxing. You know, ah. in an odd way, I can I can I can justify that in a strange way, just in the in the fact that it's ships boxing in space. But to be clear, it's not like a ship boxing league. It's just that, you know, fighter, like space fighters in this world have arms and guns right. and axes on top of missiles and all that other stuff. <laughs> it's the it's weird, pretty ridiculous. It's, it's the bizarre in between of spaceship and mech. Right. Oh, it's it's good stuff. Um, I mean, you can you can say Gene Starwin is kind of like a a, a character similar to Joe, specifically Joe of Megalobox. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I guess yeah, you could make that comparison. Slightly. I mean, they, they're kind of dealing with similar dilemmas, whereas Joe's like pondering whether he can actually move past the fact that he has no ID and become a boxer. You have Gene, who's doing well on the planet he lives on, but is starting to feel a bit stifled. Mm. What he has to overcome is a fear of going into space. Right. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. So (laughs) in a very indirect way, you could compare. There's similarity between the primary characters. So yeah, if you, if you like Joe 
uh, mm-hmm. Junk Dog Joe in particular, as a character, you might enjoy Outlaw Star with uh, Gene Starwin as the primary character. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the last... Um, oh, it's... I'm, I, I would love for them to release another version of this game, but, um, Fight Night, uh, that's a, that's, which one was it? I think it was Fight Night Round 3 or 5, I can't remember which one we were playing. That one was really fun. Yeah, have they fallen off of making those? Um, that I have not heard anything. I really would love for that to come back. Uh, I think the last one they did, it had like a, a campaign to it or something. I can't remember exactly, but, and it's been a long, long time since they released fight night um i don't know why the games did really well yeah round four came out in 2009 oh wow that's a while ago oh my god i don't know if there's another one after that you wait no there was at least one more yeah it's champion champion was the last one because that was the one with the campaign yeah that's what it was Hmm. Uh, yeah, that was unfortunate because a couple of games tried to do that, tried to do a full-on story mode with the uh, sports elements, and I don't think they really took. No, another um, EA's like their MMA game. Mm-hmm. Um, they tried to give the characters the story and all that kind of stuff, and I mean it's yeah, and then I think um Madden, I think Madden tried that too. Um, I know like most re- it was recently one of the NBA games tried mm-hmm. maybe also. Maybe that's what it was. So I mean I appreciate that. I appreciate them trying to um kind of like make you kind of see through the eyes of an athlete and go through all the stuff they have to go through. I think that's pretty cool, but maybe it's just much harder to pull off than we think. So who knows on that one? Um I can't I never never really got into any of the soccer or basketball animes, but there's a lot of oh, them. They're yeah. very, very pop. They're very popular. There's so a, I think they're releasing compilation films of a basketball anime. I loved to death that. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys are. <laughs> I hope you guys like basketball at least, or at least can tolerate it because we're <laughs> watching those movies. Well, I, I mean, I've never really – well, personally, I'm not a fan of basketball, but um, I do like um, when an anime – I do like watching anime, a sports anime. So yeah. if you – if the one that you're you're talking about is really good, then – Oh, I, yeah. Or if oh, – yeah, I, yeah, I'll, Joe, I'm Joe, you might enjoy watching the series itself. Um, we'll, we'll just have to subject Mike to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called uh, Kuroko's Basketball. Kuroko's Basketball. Okay, cool. It's I will. Super cool. <laughs> super cool. Awesome. Now I'll check out. Now I've always wanted to at least try one of them because um, there's just so many to pick from. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I think that's all I got for recommendations. Um, yeah, I was trying to think of a couple. I was trying to specifically think of something that had a similar. <laughs> <laughs> junkyard fixation to it <laughs> um I man I that's tough really, one i couldn't really think of anything on that end but um just sort of the gritty and grimy elements really uh reminded me of the first rocky film uh, yeah 
I can see that. Yeah, I guess um, the difference is is that the illicit activity the main character is doing in in the case of Rocky is uh, is uh, collecting money for a loan shark rather than fixing funds. <laughs> right. Yeah. So there's that. It is a pretty similar story of like trying to work your way up and questioning whether or not you actually have a chance while you're doing it. Yeah. Uh, uh, but definitely, yeah, hundred percent on watching the Rocky films. Uh, you mentioned you mentioned Cowboy Bebop is kind of like a strange recommendation, but I think it's actually a pretty good one. It's got a similar vibe to it as I like described in earlier in the episode, which is kind of like adding an air of mundanity to something that would seem a bit more, uh, fan, not necessarily fantastic, but just kind of like taking something that has a larger than life quality quality and adding a relatable element of mundanity to it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, that's what the comparison between the two we were talking about earlier. I could yeah, definitely also, see that. Also, so. the Bebop itself, the actual ship, looks like it could fit into it, this world. <laughs> it seems like something you'd expect to find in that junkyard that uh, Joe lived in. <laughs> right. And um, maybe it's just me, but um, Joe, at least this Joe, and... Um, uh, Spike, the, the haircut. It's the fro. Yeah, it's the fro. <laughs> yeah, it's the, that's what it was. It's that uniquely Japanese fro. <laughs> it's always kind of sticking upward a little bit. Yeah, mm. it's, I like, I love it. Um, let me think. I could have swore there was one more on the anime end of things. Uh, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I don't, I don't really blame you because it's tough. I mean, like, there. First of all, there's not a lot of boxing anime uh, at all. Um, it's, a, it's a, it's surprisingly uh, underutilized uh, sort of uh, focus. I think there was a mm-hmm. boxing anime called Joe versus Joe that I keep meaning to, I keep meaning to watch, but never do. What's the is it? What's it about? I think it's literally called Joe versus Joe, and I think the two Joes know each other. Like it's about specifically a very specific rivalry, rivalry slash grudge match that's about to happen between the two. Of them. Hmm. Um, I'm looking here. Futari no Joe. Yeah, Joe versus Joe. Um, oh wow, that looks cool. Yeah. Oh, it looks pretty hmm. good. I just I just keep. It, it just kind of sits there on my list of things. I Long, big list. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of, I'm looking at the picture here and they're about to like just smash each other's faces in. I, I, I kind of want to watch this. Um, this looks, oh yeah, it's like a, it's like a whole childhood rivalry thing. Yeah, they've been going at it for a long time. Oh, okay. Thank you for saying that. So mm. um, I did remember something. It's a little hard to find, mm. though. Uh, so mm. if you like the really big, fanciful element of, like, powered armor with your sports anime, like, if you like that, like, uh, you know, highly fictional element of, you know, powered armor alongside a serious, the serious element of boxing, 
you might enjoy boxing with superpowers. Which is what? Um, yeah, what? It's, it's, <laughs> it's in not like Avengers style superpowers. They're more like they're more like fighting game style special moves. Um, it's um, it, it's literally it's um, Hajime no Ippo meets Saint Seiya. It's called Ring Ni Kakero. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it's kind of like. It's kind of like how you, you play a fighting game, and they got okay. Here's my special move, and here's my like big super finishing move. I've got the boomerang hook. I throw this hook, and a giant hurricane comes out. <laughs> God, whoa! Okay, I gotta check that out. That sounds and, really and cool. That is far away from the weirdest thing in that anime. <laughs> That anime and that make it goes to some strange places. Uh, are we like, talking? Are we talking strange like Bobo 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 Bobo? No, <laughs> not that not that kind of strange. Okay, more grounded than that, but only slightly. Like like <laughs> okay. a lot of the stuff going on there could happen in real life. It's just not likely. Um, I'm gotcha. Kinda, I'm kind of. Uh, all right, this isn't even the weirdest thing in this scene. At one point in after the introductory arc, we're introduced to what's likely to be a future uh, antagonist. <laughs> a preteen or early teenager, he's either he's somewhere between 13 and 15, but he he's like a a, a teenage mafia boss. <laughs> what? That's crazy. Oh man. Yeah, I gotta check that out. Yeah, again, he's not even the weirdest thing in that scene, and far from the strangest thing in that show. It's crazy, but the fights are really fun to watch. Nice. Okay, yeah, no, I, I'm not gonna add that to my ginormous list mm -hmm. of things I also need to get around to watching. Just gets bigger and bigger. Um, it really does. It really yeah, does. If you can't find a fight night game to play, um, I'd also like to recommend any of the uh, Hajime no Ippo games. Uh, the one on the GBA is a lot of fun, and it's pretty simple to get into. Uh, there was one they released for the Wii that also seemed pretty good. If you can get your hands on... I mean, really, the PlayStation Ippo games are proto-Fight Night <laughs> Proto Fight Night? Oh, uh, yeah, just in the wait, control scheme. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, not even just the control scheme. They're the ones that kind of pioneered that element of how you box affects your health. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah huh. it started with them, and then Fight Night took it and ran with it. Hmm. Man, everybody, I really want to play Fight Night again. <laughs> it's been too long. Yeah. It was a good game. They, they gotta at least put out something else, some other boxing game, if not, oh, excuse me, if not another fight night. Something, anything. Anything at all. Uh, oh, uh, I guess last thing. Um, oh, sorry, unless you had another recommendation. No, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, go ahead. I think I'm good. Okay, I was just gonna say, oh, so. Hero Academia comes out every Saturday 
morning, I believe, which you should absolutely 100% watch for everyone who's listening. And when does when do these episodes come out? I, I know it's the know. yeah. I don't know what days exactly. I know it's like a simulcast thing. All I can yeah, tell yeah. you, Joe, is that Hero Academia and Megalobox are going to be part of my like first day off morning ritual. Oh yeah, no, Hero is like that is now my Saturday morning thing. Yeah. Um, like that. I mean that. Is, I'm trying to bring back that little childhood moment yeah. of Saturday goodness, See, and that does it for me. I did it for a while, and I was enjoying it. It got me to look forward to Saturdays, even though I didn't have those days off. Yeah, but it just felt good. It just felt good. Oh, yeah. to... oh no, it's like you wake up, <sighs> and it's like the only way it could be perfect is if I could somehow program my computer to like turn those on as my alarm. Oh. Yeah, oh man, that'd be so good. Oh, jeez. And then it works, because even if I sleep through it, I can just rewind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, oh man. Well, I gotta find out when those episodes are coming, so I can kind of let that be one of the few things I look forward to each week. So, that's... I need that. It's supposed to be good. Um, Yeah, so that's all I got. Um... I could have swore I thought of one more. Oh, um, it's not exactly a boxing game, but it does kind of have the total punch controls of Fight Night. Uh, it was a mech game called Robot Alchemic Drive for the PS2. Huh. You could do like hooks and uppercuts, uppercut type punches with the analog sticks to control the machines, and you. Uh, Controlled the legs by using the uh, shoulder buttons. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Kind of similar huh. to the, how I imagine piloting the Big O would feel like. See, I kind of feel like I'm sure it's coming. Um, an Epo game or any type of boxing game, preferably Epo game, on the Switch would probably work pretty well. Well, yeah, they had that one on the Wii that was pretty good, so they could probably do one on the switch especially like if it comes out between uh instances of the arms games yeah also too i don't know if you've been following up with it or not or aware of it but nintendo labo which is basically the cardboard cut out stuff mm-hmm. where i see no reason why you couldn't <laughs> make an, a version of that for Epo where you're making cardboard boxing gloves and you're putting the things inside of the boxing gloves and as you as you punch it's doing it in the game you're kind of like ducking and rolling and yeah. all that stuff yeah that would oh god that would be so cool yeah, sorry one more recommendation mm-hmm. literally any of the punch out games <laughs> oh those games are surprisingly hard um yeah they're super fun though Oh, very fun. Even the um, the newer one is quite fun, too. Um, I think that was on the Wii? I can't remember Yeah, which it was one. on the Wii. Yeah, so... That one, too. Man, there are not a lot of boxing games. I'm really thinking about that now. There's just... Considering how popular boxing is, I'm, I'm really surprised how little amount of games there are. That's... Huh. Uh, it, I guess it's part of it is the whole MMA thing. It's fallen out of popularity to a significant degree. That's true. Uh, I mean, each year we see a new Madden, but we don't see a new. Uh, yeah. Um, 
football kind of maintains its position. It doesn't quite have anything competing as directly with it as uh, MMA with uh, boxing. I don't know why our civilization is so simple that it can only have one combat sport it focuses on. <laughs> this is this is yeah. also the reason why K1 never took off in the states because mm. we're fucking philistines and can't understand quality when we're looking at dead in the face. <laughs> well, it's also it's that and um I always forget his name, the guy who just end up was was promoting the um oh, Don King the MMA not Don King well not Don oh, King oh, the, no, um, okay uh, MMA uh, Dana White Dana White yeah yeah I mean he did a incredibly good job marketing it and you know really pushing it out there so mm-hmm. I mean that's and that's pretty much why I I'll, I'll give so him credit there. he got he got he got it past that uh because because uh, UFC was around for a while but it didn't take off till like what was it, like the last so, ten years or so. Well, that's, I mean, originally he didn't even create it. He kind of took it over. And when he took it over, that's when it became a big deal because he was yeah. putting a lot of money into it. He was really marketing it out there. I mean, he, he, well, yeah, he pushed it out hard. Specifically making an effort to differentiate it from like mm-hmm. a white club or something like that. The weird ideas people had about it, just looking at it, which to be fair, it kind of started off as that. Granted, not it as did. not as brutally bloodthirsty as people wanted to believe, but it didn't really have a lot of rules and sanctions. Exactly, but I think because he, like you said, he started to bring more order to it. He started to, more you know, structure, yeah. structure rules and all that kind of stuff, which mm-hmm. made it seem less, you know, primal and brutal yeah, and more yeah. organized. Yeah. And, yeah, made it and feel more like a sport. Yep, exactly, and that's why he's rolling in the dough. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's more popular than ever. So, there you go. Still want an MMA anime. I haven't yet to see one. I mean, yeah, well, I, I keep wondering why All-Rounder Meguru hasn't mm-hmm. come up yet, because that's a pretty good one. Um, another good one is, uh, I think it's called Tepu. And that's Tapu. specifically okay. uh, girls MMA. Hmm. Tapu. With a main character that has serious psychological damage. <laughs> uh, is that an anime or a manga? It's a manga. I'm wondering uh, why it hasn't become an anime yet. Hmm. Either of those, because they're both really good and really deep. Due time and due time. All right, Joe, anything you want to say to the audience before I find something to brace against the wall and punch until I pass out? Why have they not made Tapu into an anime yet? (laughs) I am looking at the manga, and it is... Wow. Holy. You should read it. It's really good. Yeah, I'm looking into her eyes, and I'm scared. Okay. She is. She's got problems, Joe. <laughs> she is intimidating to no end, and yeah, wow. Joe, she's mm. she's a high school girl, and I wouldn't. Well, I mean, I wouldn't fight with a high school girl anyway. I I would be scared of her. Let me, let she's tall. Yeah. Like this, yeah. She's really tall too. Yes. Oh my. Man, just the look in her eyes, though, is like she can kick you from across the street. Good God. I mean, just God. <laughs> you, 
Yeah. Ah. Um, yeah, that's all. Yeah, I'm going to finish with that. There you go. Dang. Dang, girl. Maki could take her. I want to see them fight. I mean, I see the thing is, if Maki and her were fighting, Maki gets like when she when she gets into it, she re, she like she gets into it. Like she just gets more pumped and more hyped and like just she feeds off mm-hmm. of the fight. Well, well, this this woman is just like, well, I guess girl, she's just like just her eyes, this blank eyes, demon woman. Those are. Those eyes are the eyes of someone with no soul. <laughs> I mean, they do look that way. It's, it's frightening. It's not fair of me to say, but I don't know if it's completely wrong. The opening and closing theme is Synthetic Highway. Please check out its creator, Submorphine, at soundcloud.com slash submorphine. S-U-B-M-O-R-P-H-I-E. The preview theme slash promo theme is Anime Raku. Please check out its creator at facebook.com slash squarion, S-Q-U-A-R-I-O-N. Also check out Squarion's Flash Project, Project Stick, at facebook.com slash project stick. For old episodes and new episodes as they come out, please subscribe to us on soundcloud.com slash radio. You can also subscribe to us on Facebook at facebook.com slash radio, on Twitter at radio, or through Android, iTunes, or Google Play. If you want to talk to the host individually, I'm on Twitter at Connect. Joe is on Twitter at... And AGP returns, and Mike is on Twitter at Hyper Knight.